Welcome, this is Mibbit Marketing and I am your host, Rachel Claver. I love helping small business owners become more confident and more capable with their marketing. So this podcast is all here to help you do just that. It's me and the help of some great guests helping you learn new skills, new strategies and ideas. Let's jump in and get started. There's one thing that's constant in digital marketing. It's certainly that it constantly changes. Sometimes it's a change for the better, sometimes it's not, and all of the time it's more stuff that we have to learn. Sometimes there's so many changes, it becomes overwhelming. Because I work with small business owners on marketing, I take hours every week to learn and stay updated, and it is a big part of my job. But because I took a few weeks off in July because I was having surgery, I managed to miss one of the biggest and quickest to be removed updates to Instagram in some time. And I knew that I would need help to work out what I'd missed, why I still needed to care about it, and what's coming up. So thankfully, I roped in one of my mates, Sarah Galbraith. She is another digital marketer, and we spent most of the weeks through the pandemic meeting up at least once a week on Instagram on a live to talk about different changes in digital across all the different platforms. Sarah's speciality is Instagram, so I knew that it was a perfect opportunity for her to come and talk about all the changes. Sarah owns The Social Approach, which helps Kiwis and Australian small business owners with content creation for their posts. It's a membership uh, scheme, scheme, membership business, um, providing both images and cap, caption templates every month. And so you just join, you can get all the access, and every month that you join, you get to keep all that content. So it's a great one for those of you that struggle with content. Instagram might have rolled back the changes that I saw briefly on my feed a few weeks back, but they are still coming back. So this is a really important episode to to listen to if you're planning to have Instagram as part of your web of content or if it already is. Um, So learn, be prepared to find out the new ways and jump in. As always, if you want to talk about some of the things in this podcast, come and do that as part of Map It Marketing, our Facebook group. There's a link to it in the show notes. And come and learn how to build your content web by buying my book, Be a Spider, Build a Web. There's links to it in the show notes, or you can find it on Amazon. Hi, and welcome to episode 67 of the Map It Marketing podcast. Now, in episode 66, right at the end, I said that it was going to be just me this week, but then I had an epiphany. I have had a bit of time off work recently, which you know, because I had some surgery and something happened in the social media universe. Instagram decided to wreak havoc on the world. And it was kind of like a disaster movie unfolding in front of us. And I was outside that universe and I am out of the loop a little bit and I've caught up a bit but I knew I needed help. So today I'm really excited because I've invited my lovely friend, Sarah Galbraith from The Social Pro- Approach to come and be part of it. So welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you, Rachel. I'm, I always love catching up with you. And so, so do I. I'm excited to unpack this with you today. Me too. And before we jump into that, I want to say to everybody else, um, 
Thank you so much for listening in. Thanks for your um, your feedback. Thank you so much for your reviews. If you've listened and you love it, please do review us on a platform because it just means that other people trust it. If you're listening to this and you hate it, feel free to pretend that we never even existed um, and go on your happy way. Um, but if you have, you're listening to this and you enjoy this, um, we have done, I've done another podcast in the past with Sarah, so you can go and have a listen to that one. And there's lots of other ones through there that you can listen to mainly for small business owners. And if you've got questions about today, come and be part of the Mappet Marketing Facebook group. We actually got a couple of questions from that for today that we're going to cover too. So sometimes I get you to ask questions that we answer in a podcast, which is also useful. All right, without further ado, before we jump into talking about Instagram on the changes, Sarah, um, I know that uh, you've gone through and launched something this year and we've never talked about it together on the podcast before. And I thought before we do, I'd love you to talk about that first and then we'll jump into Instagram. Oh, thank you. Uh, I launched in March the social approach and really it's a platform for busy business owners uh, or people that uh, uh, have a business but they just don't have the time or don't know what to post mm -hmm. on social media. So what it does is every single month it provides 30 captions that you tell your own story in. So it's got spaces for you to tell your own story. You can use that like as it is or completely redo it it might just spark off a whole new idea and then we've also got a photo that you can use with that as well so those uh so every month 30 captions 30 photos plus stories and reels ideas as well so it means that you can create content on the fly really quickly um it just helps you with your wording those days where you're like we don't have anything major happening in our business today. What can I post? Mm. There's some stories to tell about your business or about your values or about your personality even uh, and to help get the message across without you having to come up with an idea from scratch, especially because if there's I, not much going on that day. Sometimes that can be hard. Yeah, because I think one of the biggest issues when I talk to small business owners, and obviously you and I often have similar, similar kind of clients, and one of the things I find is it's that mental load, you know, and if you're a female business owner, we've already got the mental load of where are the kids and what am I doing for dinner and all those things that we're not meant to be worrying about these day and age, but we still do. And so it's taking that mental load off and just being able to enjoy the social media space a bit more. That's right. Then you can, you know, you can go in and do the fun stuff. You can engage, have a little bit of a conversation, build some relationships, but then you can actually get back and do your business like things yeah. that you need to be doing especially if you're running a business you don't have time necessarily to be spending all day on social media you might and that yeah. might be great most, but most, most people, people don't. don't most people don't and I think too also one of the things that when we talk about this is people often underestimate the um we you and I are fluent in writing captions and things like that and, and people can become fluent in it but when you're first starting out or you're learning there is a real technique about how you formulate a caption to get engagement and that's the effort that you're putting in is you're creating that kind of framework aren't you so they can just kind of slot their bits and pieces into it yeah that's right because it's got to be um yeah it's just easy it makes it easy from beginning to end mm -hmm. and I've actually got copywriters that work for me as well so I do some of them but my copywriters do as well so it's not all Good just fan. my own flavor mm -hmm. it's not just my voice but then I encourage everyone to take it and make it their own voice so you know you might say g'day and I might say hey girlfriend you know yeah, so or it's like a slightly it. different thing We've right all got our own language so just yeah. switch out bits of language to make it your own personality and that's really easy um and then yeah just run with it and it's all you know that it's a well-written post it's got all the elements that you need it's going to have a call to action it 
somewhere in it. It's going to it's going to have a hook at the beginning to draw your audience in, and it's going to have a story of some sort, whether that's larger or smaller, or some tips or something like that. So there's a whole range of different things, but you're not having to just yeah come up with it from scratch. It makes it just so much easier. I had a, a lady yesterday actually did herself a little challenge, and she said, "How many can I?" Um, schedule within 10 minutes and she used the social approach she did nine posts wow, in 10 minutes amazing. that's yeah. so good with her own stories but no amazing. one would know yeah no one so would one know that things, they're a template one of the things that kind of relates to that that I think we, I want to talk about and it was actually one of the questions um that was in my group when I asked about it um from person she asked about you know with all the changes that are going on with Instagram and the fact that they're focusing on video should we even bother creating unique content for Instagram or should we just repost TikTok videos? And I, I can talk a little bit about this first, but I'm just going to say outright, I am definitely still creating a unique posts for Instagram. And I also want to say to everyone, I love video and video is my main love language to my audience. Um, and I do that, but I still see real value in feed posts and my feed posts are getting great engagement. So I want to say that as a perspective. Now, I'm quite happy for you to have a different perspective, Sarah. Um, but for me at the moment, I would definitely still be creating unique content. And just another thing, don't just repost the TikTok. Make sure if you're going to use it, that at least it's got the watermark up. We never want to see a TikTok watermark on Instagram. Instagram does not like you to use. No, 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 no. They do not. So, so, what do you think about that? Like, do you think there's still a place for static images, or do you think that that's no more anymore? Oh, there's absolutely, there's absolutely a place for static images, um, and you can use them in all sorts of ways. You can use them in carousels. You can even use them in your reels. So, if you're not wanting to get on the camera, post a photo. You did um, that the other day. I did that the other day, and I did it super simple, just to show that you can do it super simple but there's actually templates within reels that you chuck those photos in and it will zhuzh it up for you and it will and make it, it into cool. the time of the sound or the yeah. audio it's amazing so, that the template reels so easy to use yeah. so easy to use and they've just launched more i've just seen today so there's it's always getting better and easier um so absolutely there's a place for photos and captions in those feed posts mm. and you can just use those photos in all sorts of different ways especially you know not everyone wants to get on camera no. not everyone does so some people that's just going to work a whole lot better but mm. I agree with you also that um it is better if you can to post unique content to mm. Instagram like if you're posting you can you can post out the same post to all the platforms mm. but it is better if you tweak that a little bit or um, change the wording so you know when you're clearly talking to Instagram followers when you're clearly talking to Facebook followers when you're clearly talking to TikTok um, if you've got the time and availability to do that or use the same video and upload it if you're going to do a video and upload it separately to the platforms and then add on the text in yeah. the effects inside of that platform yeah that's interesting if you have time we were talking about that um yesterday in my coaching call because i was saying look this is the best case scenario i still like people using an editing platform because it means that they've 
edited, they've created it off the platform, which makes it much easier. I use a I use a tool that take that strips everything off and puts it in, in my Google Drive. So, but I pay for that. So, like, not not everyone can afford that or have the time for that. But if you make that video off, like, and I know you quite often will use not do the video in the reel. You've often edited it, but not to add all the whiz bangy stuff into it, but to add that in once you get to the platform is the best case scenario because then the platform can read it. And I don't know if it's the same with Instagram and you might be able to help because Instagram is no longer probably the, the platform I'm the most comfortable with. But what mm. I've learned with TikTok is that if I load up a completed caption video into TikTok, it can't read the video. It often says, asks to put a, like a thing up that says, tell me what this video is up or tell us what, tell the audience what the video is about. But it's actually asking that because TikTok can't see what the video is. That is so interesting. But if I put it up without the captions and the thing and put them in afterwards, then TikTok can see it and then TikTok knows who to put it out to. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That is interesting. And I suspect, and I wouldn't be able to sweep like and blow on this, but I suspect that Instagram is much the same, which mm. is why they, but they're just not notifying you of that. No. Which is why they want you to create content within the platform, which can sometimes, let's be honest, be painful because it crashes and it's buggy and it's glitchy. Did you have one that went upside down? There was a glitch, uh, wasn't there, where someone, people were, there was a glitch where they were coming upside down. Yeah, someone in my group had one upside down. Um, quite often the words will all change, move around, and it can be frustrating. It, and usually in my experience, if it's being super glitchy like that, there yeah. is another update coming from Instagram. Yeah, that's what I've discovered as well. It's mm. just, okay, so besides, um, obviously there is this move to video, and I do know that there was a thing because it was, was it the Kardashians that caused a bit of an outrage? So there was a petition online by someone, I don't think they were a known, saying make Instagram Instagram again, getting everyone to sign it. And then uh, Kylie Kardashian and one of the others, Kim Kardashian, I don't They're know. Cl- so those Kardashian people, they picked it up and shared it in their stories, make Instagram Instagram again. And it blew up because mm-hmm. Instagram had been making a whole lot of changes. They're trying to turn into TikTok. And they're, they're pushing it easy. fast. It's been pushing an exhausting it, year, actually. Pushing it too fast. And so Instagram is like hyperventilating over this. Instagram is not, you know, Instagram users, uh, not happy, very no. upset. And Adam Masseri, the big boss of Instagram, is like, no, no, it's all good. You know, we're doing this for you. That's what mm. you want. And the audience eventually rose up and said, enough is enough. When the Kardashians did this with Snapchat, Snapchat lost a billion dollars in their share value in one night. Wasn't that, there was some, some sort of tweet where she went like, something like, am I the only one that just never opens Snapchat anymore? That's, and I was the, like, one. That's the one. Lost a yep. billion dollars in value Far in out. one night. So that is why Meta and Instagram and Adam Masseri had to listen. They had to. So that night they reversed a lot of the changes, all of the ones that people weren't liking. There were a few Um, I had seen. So one of the ones that I saw, and I talked about this because Harrison, who you know, um, who does video, he's a beloved friend and he did a a carousel post and it came off my feed like a, with the full screen and instead of you know how we've made these beautiful carousel posts where you put half a face on one and half another and it makes this beautiful seamless thing yeah it had put a border around each one so it was no longer the seamless experience and I said to him because <laughs> he was talking about how beautiful is branding and I said oh actually that that post looked a bit shit my feed you know and he was like oh my gosh I thought it was gonna say no it's the thing 
and I tried to go back and show him but like within 20 minutes they'd reverted back to the old feed again yeah so they have reverted it back but so so it is coming though it this, is coming I do need to yeah. say that they are not going to back down on this no, they they're are not. determined to do it so they're taking a step back and they're going to work out how they can do it more subtly because and how they're not upset everyone it's kind of like those things like um, it's like I used, to be a, I used to be a teacher and schools are like this where they'll bring a new thing in like the Ministry of Education or something will bring something in and they'll say we just want to ask all the teachers what you think about it and we'll have meetings and meetings and meetings and talk about it and then go here's all the stuff we don't like and they go thank you so much for your feedback here's exactly what we originally said we'd do rolled out to everybody and <laughs> it's kind of like this thing of going they're pretending to listen but there is no intention of actually doing it that way no their agenda is their agenda and I mean it's their prerogative it's their business it they can do what they like with it and yes we have to remember though that every little bit we get every little bit of reach we get is free reach it is it is uh been it's a free tool it's available to us that is more reach than what we would get if we were just going and putting flyers and letterboxes mm. and trying to get people's I attention love that viewpoint or, no or spending you know we could spend hundreds of thousands on tv ads or you know to try and get that some reach or yeah. we can have this free platform that even when it's a struggle and even if it's not doing what we want it to do and it's not as accelerated as we would like we're still reaching more people mm. than we would have ever reached just by our little lonesome selves and it's, it's a tool that's been made available to us with communities already there. Yeah, I think that's really important to remember is it still is working. Like I still get clients, but you still get clients from it. And I know e-commerce businesses that are still making sales from it. So it's not like it's this terrible thing. And there are some good stuff. Like I think one of the things I like, because I've noticed that if you do a reel now, sometimes the text is on the reel, like your caption is on the reel. So one of the things I used to find quite hard about reels was that you there was this kind of burden or stress where you had to kind of have these long captions. So you not only had to create the video, but now we've got the video, your hashtags and these big captions. And now they're like, let the video be the key message, yes. not the long caption, which is a TikTok thing. To me, that's liberating. That's slow, that speeds up the process. So there's not all the changes are bad. No, not all the changes are bad. And you know, you can just then write a short caption. And say, for instance, though, even like with, you know, in my thing where I'm, captions are a big part of it. Yes. You can put that caption and deliver it as spoken. Yeah, so and I've been telling my clients that too. If you write a great caption, that becomes a great video script because it's got your hook, it's got your meaty content, and it's got that lovely call to action at the end if you're going to put it in. Yeah. Exactly right. Exactly right. So, yeah, there's a place mm. for, Yeah. So what well, are the, these types of things? And we just we just gotta we've got to be adaptable and yeah, we and I think I, I guess it's hard when I think what's happened really is that we've had this whole two years with the pandemic of everything feeling like everything's in a state of flux and this uncertainty. And I just feel that the reason the pushback with Instagram isn't so much that Instagram's changing, but they're changing at the end of a year where people are emotionally exhausted about change. And we're trying to adjust to this new post-pandemic life where it's you know there's all these things that we're still having to learn and do and so I think it's kind of that they are what it is 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 everyone's already a high frequency of stress and they've just kind of put a bit on I think if they were in a quieter peacetime period of life 
it probably wouldn't be so big. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. I think people have always, you think back to the beginning of Facebook and they oh, had yeah. people hate things and they'd, they'd make a small little change and everyone would be like, oh, I hate the new feed. Yes. I think, I don't know. I think it's, I, yeah, you know, hate change. So we one of the things that you and I talked about before, and I'm starting to test it a bit, actually, it's been quite interesting is I've, I know that a lot of big creators were saying things like, you know, you don't need to have hashtags and you need five and eight. And then I was like, I'm sticking with my 30. But I have been testing and actually the five to eight or five to 13 hashtags is actually working really well for me at the moment. Um, I'm still using hashtag Slayer, which, you know, we've talked about before and I really love what Matthew does. But I'm now pulling out of that collection more selectively the ones that I want to use. And I, when I do that, I do find my reach is better because I think maybe Instagram goes, okay, I've put you in that bucket. So they kind of know it. Are you, have you changed your hashtag? Uh, I I have a few that I use all the time yeah. or most of the time and then I do the rest based around the post yeah. your hashtags are part of your keywords and so you want there's two parts to it one is you want people to be able to find you so if they go and search for um, New Zealand brownies you want them or boutique yeah. chocolate brownies I don't know something like that <laughs> then you want them to be able to find you so yeah. You that those hashtags are a, like a search word uh, mm. that you. But so it tells for your customer. It's exactly the same as a website. What do you want your? Um, what will your customer be searching, or your ideal client be searching? And then also, what are you telling the algorithm in the search engines of Instagram? So mm. you treat it exactly like a website. So you've got some that are for your audience and some that are for the platform. So that they can help categorize your um, page, what your page is about. So then they can put it out to the right people. Because that that kind of relates a little bit to one of the other questions that we had in that group, which was, you know, like there's this new thing, which is like a um, suggested posts or videos or reels. And how do you become that? And one of that is keywords, isn't it? So like it is those keywords you use. Like if you've got, and so if you're using a keyword, for example, like, let me just think of one, New Zealand, um, that's a good keyword lots of people use the keyword New Zealand so if you're using that one it's going to be very very hard to end up on the suggested for you page for that keyword because there's so much traffic and if you're just like this little business and there's these other mega ones it's less likely that your business will show up so that's part of that is knowing what keywords are popular but not over saturated yeah and you've got to think there's it's not just like not just hashtags the keywords no. are everywhere the words you use in your post the words that you use in your bio is a yes. really important place for words and uh, in your headline where your, your name not your handle but your sort of account name or header yes. and in there those are really important words so those are going to tell instagram what your account is about and so you don't want to have anything fluffy in there you don't want to be talking about um uh, coming back to brownies you don't want to be talking about delicious mm. uh tasty treats you want to be a uh, boutique brownie mm. maker or boutique brownie bakery or yeah and it, you know, it just needs to be more specific, specific. Mm. because one of the things i found really i battled with instagram for a long time but i've made peace with it because i think as i've gone to other platforms and realized i'm doing the same on other platforms it's okay but I really struggled with what would that keyword be for me? Because essentially I'm a 
overall general marketing strategist and general coach. But those marketing strategists, for example, or marketing coach, don't actually rank very highly on Instagram in terms of keywords, but digital marketing coach does. And I didn't really want to use that because I'm like, I don't just do digital. And I had to make peace with the fact that to use the platform the way the platform wanted me to use, I had to also tweak my focus. And that's that thing which you said about having slightly different content on different platforms. Mm -hmm. I have to tweak my content to fit in with the fact that there's this more engaged more involved seem that's digital marketing as opposed to overall general marketing that was hard that's, that's what the instagram audience is looking for yes. searching for it doesn't mean to say that you're not doing that but you're speaking yes. to that niche on instagram yeah but on tiktok you might be speaking to a slightly different niche i do on tiktok so i speak to adhd people right yeah i've decided it took me a while but yeah. I was like ADHD business owners. And and so, and the other thing is that's partly a little bit experimenting. I, you know, one of the things I'd say with people, if you're not sure, is I found that if I talk about being neurodiverse on TikTok and if I talk about pricing around with marketing and that kind of people pleasing, which is a big thing around ADHD. If I talk about those things, I get a highly engaged audience and my posts go out further. The minute I go off that, they drop. Yeah. That's so slightly different, but the content is like some of the content is the same. It's just the captions different or there's something else that's different, but the content is still sometimes exactly the same. Yeah. The content can be the same. It's just who you're pitching it at. Yes. But yeah. So yeah. you just got to be okay with, okay, Instagram's where I'm pitching to these people yeah. and TikTok's where I'm pitching to those people and LinkedIn is where I'm pitching to those people. Yes. And they and are but different. aren't generally on all the platforms most of those no. people have a favorite that they mm -hmm. are spending most of their time in so you're not yep. you're not losing out by not being all things to all people on tiktok yeah or instagram you're actually you're going to find more people by being a little bit more specific on that platform yeah and it doesn't mean to say that you're not offering those services and really good at them mm -hmm. for other aspects of your role or your job or your business it just means that on that platform you're looking for that community yeah so so one of the things with keywords then we also one of the things that happens around that suggested for you was definitely activity and I think that often people want the glory of a suggested for you post but it doesn't come really until you've got engage, a lot of engagement on your account is that right uh it it can it can mm -hmm. happen you do want there's a few things so you've got yeah the um the keywords is one yeah. part of being suggested because it's going to send it out to people that it knows that are interested in it. The other part is making that real as engaging as you can in the mm. first few seconds. So whether people actively engage on it or not, isn't even too important in the beginning. It's whether they're hanging around to watch it. Yeah. So those first three or four seconds need to really have that strong hook that we were talking about before with captions. They need that strong hook in their video and that hook it can sometimes be a movement or a, um, I would always suggest if you're talking to start the video right as right. the word it's already It's almost like you've almost, your mouth is already moving. Yeah, That's right. You want no dead air. You yeah. want it. So it's got to be fast. You can't pause for a breath. Mm. There's none of that. Trim it right down. So, yeah. and, or use text on your screen to create like some intrigue as to what mm. you're going to be sharing about or that they need to hang around for these three tips or whatever it is. 
but by having a really strong beginning, that's going to keep eyes on that video, and that's what is going to tell Instagram that people are engaged. Then again, if people share it, um, Adam Seri's been talking a lot about people sharing funny videos, he calls them, um, in the DMs, he wants to see people, he's, well, that's where he's seeing people sharing a lot of their oh, reels and things. So they share in the DMs. In the DMs, and quite often I'll see that I've had shares, but I can't see them, so that will be DM shares. Yeah. So I believe from my take on what he's saying is that they actually really value those kind of shares as well. So if people are watching, hanging around for a few seconds it, or sharing it, likes and comments are also super awesome. But in my experience, that doesn't, isn't the be all and end all of a reel. No. Um, but hanging around to watch it is, and, and you'll automatically get likes. If people mm. hanging around to watch it, they'll like it eventually yeah and, um, yeah those shares even in the dms are really important they do tell instagram that your content is worth watching and so that's a big signal to them yeah because i've noticed that the ones that i have a high share or a high save rate are the ones that tend to also have higher things i will just say that i have finally hit the 10k views on reels which is great for me that was one of my things i have never gone massively viral but on instagram and i've gone far further on Instagram on my biggest ones on on TikTok of 50k 60k you know so I'm really I still struggle with finding a place but my two top reels are both of me wearing a road cone costume so I really feel like quite frankly is awesome I I know so I really like I actually do feel that I might just need to keep on doing the road cone majorly because it really is the only way of centering success on that platform so can I just say to anyone listening please don't hang your self-worth on the number of views or likes no I know I do get get clients on that but I do get clients more from my serious ones but they've got 600 views you know like so So please, yeah, exactly. A, a reel with a few views can sometimes be more successful in terms yes. of business than one that's getting lots and lots of views. Please don't hang your self-worth, anyone, mm. on how many views your reel is getting because it can be demoralizing. When oh, it's it, totally demoralizing. And as reels are becoming more and more um, a bigger thing and they're being pushed, mm. it's harder to get your eyes on them because it's competing with if, because now everyone's doing video. It's not in the beginning where a few people were, everyone's doing it. Mm. And so I've noticed Reels, Reels views have reduced from what they were. And everyone said to expect that in the beginning. So that's not a surprise. But please don't hang self-worth or success or even your business success mm. on that because those real those Reels views are volatile. They They'll are. They'll come and go. They'll and come I, and go. I, I've been watching another marketer who's just discovered reels and they've been talking about all the organic reach they're go, getting around some of the stuff. And I was just like, part of me was like, um, I have so been here, um, marketer person, not even going to, you know, say, I'm not saying who it is. I've so been here, marketer person. And I'm like, oh, you, oh, marketer person, you have so much to learn because there's things like you can have, there are days that Instagram there are particular days you don't often know when they are that Instagram pushes out a reel more than others and it might not even have a trending audio or anything but there's just sometimes that it pushes one out more than others and then you can have an excellent one that is incredible and it only gets shown to your followers it is so true and sometimes you look at someone's reel that has gone crazy and you're like that is the most useless reel ever I know engaging there's nothing interesting 
you're like you're not even offering any information that's useful like yeah. it's you know and like and it will just go nuts for yeah. whatever reason so don't don't hang any value on that just still keep putting out the content because yes. your audience are seeing it and your audience are finding value in it if you're putting out you know content that is valuable to them so that's that's what matters that you're, I, growing, you're speaking to that community and your community probably isn't a hundred thousand people no that need to see that real you probably if you can get a smaller market that are that are going to find value in that that's going to mm. be pay off far more at the end of the day I always like looking at the, just having a little peek at the insights, which is, and if you go to the top right-hand corner, you can go and have a look at the insights and just going, how am I kind of tracking since like maybe the last 30 days or something and going, the reach is is one thing, obviously it's nice to see that, but really looking at that percentage of people, accounts that are engaged, because that's actually the most, more important than the reach long-term. I obviously want to always have good reach, but actually seeing that engagement, I think is really important. Yeah. Oh, it's well the thing is Instagram and, and Facebook pr probably Instagram and Facebook more than TikTok are really about community yeah and so the more engagement there is that shows that um they're listening to you and mm -hmm. then you want to also engage back there's a lot of people that are just going oh, why aren't people engaging with me but they don't give anything either. So it's yeah. got to be engagement. It's always got to be two way. And then the more you engage with community, the more your community will engage with you. And then the more people will see it. And, and then it sort of grows from there. But I always like to say slow and steady wins the race. Slow and steady wins the race. You're going to, there's a lot of um, big accounts out there that have talked about going viral and said it did them no favors. Doesn't always do good. Messed up no. their accounts. Yeah. Ended up with all the wrong followers, and now they can't get their message out to the right people. Yeah. So slow and steady wins, wins the race. race. I've got a little question because um, I, you know, there's these really big accounts that talk about how you have to engage with people in your niche for like an hour a day. And then there's a couple of other accounts that I really recommend who also have big accounts who go, I've never done that and my, company, my, my account's grown, which of course I find tremendously um, lovely and attractive because I also really, I do engage with people on their posts if I, like mainly in stories, to be honest, people I follow. Um, but I don't really want to do that whole, um, I'm going to say sucking up to my um, people in my industry crappy shit stuff where you're like saying oh what a great post oh you're my hero like it's just not my my thing where are you sitting on that at the moment I think it's yeah I'm I'm not I don't think you need to spend hours and hours engaging like my my kind of take on it and how I found it to be most effective is if I go in before I post I I like to post manually simply because not because it's better than posting with using a scheduler mm -hmm. using a scheduler is great but I like to post manually simply because I'm available to engage. Yeah. And so I'm creating engagement just by my availability. And when mm -hmm. I do my post, people know that I'm there. So I, I usually go on for five to 10 minutes, usually before I post and I reply to any comments I've missed. I like all the last comments because it seems, it sounds like a bit of a hack, but it, what it does is sends all a um, all the people that engaged in my last post a little notification. I've noticed you doing that, Sarah. Yeah, right? yes. Well, I do. That's true. <laughs> and it sends everyone a little notification, and then suddenly they're oh, they're online. There's probably a post coming, and so I save all those likes. I'll comment straight away. So 
Be save the likes for the thing. I have no, noticed that you comment. I noticed you were, before I make my post. Yeah, I noticed that you'd often comment back, but then I'll get maybe a day later, I'll get like a like. Yeah, so you get another notification. Yeah. As a brand and as a business, if you've got your name set up right, mm -hmm. suddenly in their feed, they've they got your name. They've got Jane's Brownie Boutique. Yeah. <laughs> I keep changing the name. It's just like your comment. It's just like your comment. So it's yeah, like it's, a little it's, it's a, a little, recency. Yeah. And I remember back in the day, and you probably do this as a marketer more than what I did, but when I before my this life, I used to be in banking, believe mm. it or not. And I remember the bank saying every time someone saw the logo, whether it was on a building, on a piece of clothing, mm. on um, on an ad on TV, they applied a certain value to it mm. because it was just seeing that, even if it was just incidental, you know, it was on you know, on someone's pencil case or something yes. at school, there was a value attached to every time it was seen um, because that was reinforcing the branding. And so that, I kind of see those little extra likes just before mm. you post like that. I'm saying, I've, I've commented back then when, when I first did the post, I've commented. And so they've seen my name then and my name of my business. Then I post, then I click on the, I do the likes they see it again then I do the post they do it again then I do the next nice. round of comments and so it spreads out mm. the um they're not just getting three little notifications and then it's gone they're seeing right. my notifications and that's engagement so on your account and which value in that there's actually financial value oh absolutely I, I, that makes a lot of sense to me and that's engagement on your own account which I totally agree but it's that other side you're not going around and like going to all the big accounts and and in your industry and commenting on theirs to try and hopefully draw some of that crowd over to your account uh, that is a strategy that a lot of yeah, people do use. I know they do. For sure. I've started more, maybe if I see their video, maybe liking it because quite often, um, as long as it's not competing with my product, mm. probably, um, I'll maybe like that um, reel or post because, again, when someone, when one of my followers or someone else sees that and they see a couple of names at the top of people that have liked that, they're getting another recognition oh, yeah. of my sense. name yeah. so that's why I'll often do that and then if it's someone I, I usually will have certain accounts that I like to make an effort to engage with yeah. and those accounts are generally um quite reciprocal and yeah. so that's really good for growing engagement to have accounts that you kind of you do it for each other really and so it's, I, it's helping each other out and it's not just going to try and take someone's audience but you're actually growing a genuine relationship and you can grow yeah so I I feel like each other that's different because that's mm. more about these are my people yeah you know like I feel like that's like I'm not against engaging on other people's accounts I engage on lots of people's accounts mm. on TikTok I am chronic at it like I and I you get followers from doing it like I um I I would say at the moment I'm finding the community on TikTok more vibrant than Instagram because I, I'm hanging out there more um but the same thing that 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 engagement but it feels authentic because it's like a, it's actually because you've got a relationship with that person. You might not have done lives or Zooms together, but you've got some sort of relationship with that person where there's this dynamic going on. And I think that's good engagement. That's what they want us to do. I feel like that other one feels quite fabricated to me and doesn't yeah. fit with who yeah. I am. Yeah. I think it's nice to find communities that your ideal yeah. client is in and then just engage as a part of that community. I agree. Not, not as a leader, as an equal. 
And they'll see again who you are. It goes back again to the importance of your name because they will see your name. And if they're interested in that, the name of your account, Mm. then they will come and have a look. But just go and be part of that community. And I like that. quite, Quite often as businesses, we're selling or our product is designed for what we would want mm-hmm. um and so we're able to mix and you know so like i i for instance and you maybe we um really relate well to women of in their 40s and 50s absolutely because that's uh that's us so that's where that's a lot of us. our clients so, are yeah. so then when we find communities yeah that are similar we're not having to make that up we no, just really slot in we're slot in because we're yeah. actually part of that community because yeah. that's who we are yeah. so and then if they are, if then they do see our name though. They yeah. do see our name. And if there's value in that, they will come across yeah. and have a look. And it's I not like that. trying to get them. You're not yeah. trying to get them. No, and I, that's why I like, I think the engagement has to feel real. It's not, it's not, you're not doing it to go, I'm hoping to get a follower. You're doing it because you're actually engaging in that community. Yeah. Is there anything else that's happened with Instagram that we need to know about in the last month or so? Uh, I think, part of what they backtracked on was uh giving us more suggested content oh yeah uh now this goes for facebook and instagram at the moment they currently show 15 percent of suggested content they are aiming to double that in the next little while so it'll be up to 30 percent of our feeds in both instagram and facebook right across Asia will be suggested content it won't be our friends and family feed so that is going to happen, whether we like it or not, that is going to happen. That does mean our relationships on Instagram need to be stronger in Facebook, mm-hmm. need to be stronger in the DMs and the stories, because that's where our direct communities are. Mm-hmm. And our content that we're putting out in our feed needs to be more appropriate for people that don't necessarily know us. Because we want, it's like reels in the beginning, we're going out to a whole lot of people that weren't yeah. in our community. We're going to need to start viewing all of our posts as Interesting. potentially going out to people we don't know. Yeah, that's a really huge change. I think so. Yeah. This has been awesome. Um, Sarah, if people want to find out a bit more about The Social Approach, where do they come? Uh, thesocialapproach.com. Easy. And easy it is a .com even though this website is really designed for New Zealanders um so it's all New Zealand um photographers writers you know there's no winter Christmases at the social approach we are summer Christmases excellent (laughs) and how much does it cost for someone to get started with you it's $49 a month um and every month you keep all your content so the longer you've been in there your content just starts storing up and you can go back and use old things again if you want or if you didn't use a caption last month you can use it this month or next Mm -hmm. month or whenever you like um and so but we also add trainings in there as well and we have guests and I know that you're going to be coming and doing I am we're going to do a swap so you're going to be part of my coaching group and you're going to come and talk to them soon and then you I'm going to do it for you we're going to do yes you're going to so do Instagram some, and I'm going to do LinkedIn so we've got some really great trainings and then we've had Matthew from Hashtag Slayer who's oh, I love Matthew. For us. so unpacking all of that so it's um it's it's such a good resource and it's so affordable for people that want to do their own social yeah. media they don't want to outsource it um or they're super busy but they just don't have time but they still want it in-house mm. then this is this is what it's awesome 
Thank you so much for being on here today. And I've made a couple of notes of things that I really want to make sure that um, people really cover off. I think that 30%, that change from 15 to 30 is really key. And also the whole thing around, you know, what, what the changes are, the fact they're coming, you know, that we can't just sit there and go, oh, it's fixed now. It's, it's not. Um, and I agree with you, you know, we do have to be just remember to be thankful for a free platform that we get to use to build our businesses. Yeah, platform and a community. Like, exactly, amazing. I like that. Thank you so much for being on the show and have a good week. Oh, you're welcome. I have really enjoyed myself. Thank Yay, you. Yay, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that you're probably thinking, wow, I need to really think about and talk about some of this stuff. So if that's you, do come and be part of our Facebook group, Map It Marketing, where you can ask questions about anything to do with marketing. And if you'd like to work out how to build your content plan for your Instagram or any other social platform, please do also check out my book, Be a Spider Builder Web. You can get the ebook version on Amazon and the print book, or you can come and get it from beaspiderbuilderweb.com. Now, let's just talk about one of the things that Sarah said in this podcast. I really liked how she talked about how even though the platforms change all the time, we have to remember they still provide us with a great opportunity to engage and interact with people that would find really hard to do any other way. So when you're feeling down about the changes, just remember that, that this is still a great opportunity no matter what changes happen on the platforms. As long as we adjust, we are still in a better place than we were before these platforms existed. And I think that's a really cool positive thing to think about, don't you? If you've enjoyed this podcast, please do rate and um, tell other people about it. I so appreciate those of you that I see sharing it in Facebook groups and other places. And if you hated it, feel free to never remember this again. I'm good with that. Um, otherwise, too, please do come and see us in the Method Marketing Facebook and have a great, great week. See you till next week. If you love what you heard today, be sure to hit subscribe. And if you love this episode in particular, I'd love it if you shared it on social media. Remember to tag me in so I can say thank you. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.